This is The Dudes, delivering to you wall-to-wall coverage of all Mississippi State athletics, featuring Reflector Managing Editor Tanner Marler and WMSB Sports Director Cody Blazak. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of The Dudes here on 91.1 WMSV. I'm Tanner Marler, and alongside is Cody Blazak. And we'll just dive right in, Cody. Probably the most disappointing loss of the season for this men's basketball team this past week. Yeah, it's not good. Not good. Over the weekend, Mississippi State dropping a home tilt with the University of Florida Gators. 61 to 59. You had to have that one. You, you were down it, down by like 16 at one point during this game, too, which you shouldn't have been. Find a way to come back and then can't finish it off. Yeah. You put the ball in DJ Jeffries' hands there in the last second. DJ Jeffries was one of six before that shot. I don't understand that. I, I don't understand how you lose to Florida. I mean, I understand how you lose to Florida. It's not like there's no bad team in the SEC. I'm telling you, anybody can beat anybody really on any given night. But, well, maybe not South Carolina and Vandy. But still, my point stands, Florida's a team that can beat you. You let them get hot off the str- out, just out of the gate. They went up, you know, 10 points very quickly. So, when I look at that, and I was watching that game, those were open shots, too. They just weren't getting to shooters very well. Uh, you you got to figure this problem. The offensive problem has to be solved soon. I think the offensive problem has started seeping into the defensive mindset, to be quite honest. And they're still having good defensive outings. I mean, you only allowed 61. Yes, but it's that run in the first part of the game that killed it for you. You come out and play the first 10 minutes of the game like you did the last 30, you hold that team to 50. If you could shoot the three, like, regular teams, you're also in a lot of these games. Yeah. And hit your free throws. Yeah. And they didn't shoot many free throws the other night either, which was something that I thought was interesting, but neither did Florida. The referees were letting them play. The big thing for me that you cannot have happen is Tolu Smith cannot go 5 for 15 from the field. Can't happen. It's been a season trend. Can't happen. It's trending. He's trending downwards. And there at the final five minutes of the game, Will McNair was in, not Tolu Smith, not your All SEC power forward or your center. Will Will McNair has I, I think has been the better of the two this season. So I don't know about season long, but over the over the course of the last eight games, I, I think you could very well make the argument. Se- season long, I I think he gives him a run for his money. I don't know because that early in the season Tolu was tearing it up. Early in the season he looked like an all SEC caliber big man. Now flash forward to now. Once again, you're 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 playing nobody schools beginning of the season. Yes. So I, I would expect him to look. Yes, but Will McNair didn't look like that. And he wasn't getting those minutes that he's getting now either. Still, point remains. Will McNair was in for the last five minutes instead of your all-SEC center. And after the game, uh, Coach Jan said, Tolu understands, Tolu this. Uh, No, he doesn't. I mean, he understands he played terrible. But 
that's a guy that said when he came back for this year he wants to leave his legacy on Bulldog basketball, and his legacy is not being left anywhere but the bench during the last five minutes of the game, and it's for good reason. I, th- I, think, it's, I think it was the right move to play McNair down the stretch. He's going to learn to hit some free throws too. Tolu? Yeah. 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 I mean, he's he's missing out on probably seven to ten points a game. He didn't miss out on that many last night um, no, against but, Florida, but still, I agree. The The thing is, McNair spaces the floor better right now because he can shoot. He's got a softer touch around the rim right now. He's finishing the ball better right now. He's just as big. McNair was the better option late. Shaq Moore, also in the game late, thought that was the right call. Shaq Moore's been the most consistent offensive threat on this team for the last, you know, three or four games. Him and Deshaun Davis, of all people. Deshaun Davis had nine points, all three of which were three-pointers coming in the second half. Deshaun Davis, a guy who shot 19% from three-point land last season, is the best shooter on this team right now. Sitting at almost 42%. The best shooter on this team right now. Eric Reed, I, I, I'm i just going to be honest with you, Cody. I've never seen him put up a shot that I thought was going in. No. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. He surprises me every once in a while. Yeah, every once in a while, but. And the stretch, this losing skid now turns into a, a, a losing streak, I guess you can say. More than likely, unless they steal one from Bama and T- or TCU, which I'm not saying is impossible. Again, I think they'll be in all of these games. They were in the Florida game. They were in the Tennessee game. The Auburn, offense Georgia. Auburn, I mean, Georgia. You're in all of them. You just can't win. You, you can't finish in the clutch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you get Alabama tomorrow and – Bama's – Looks like a number one caliber team. I mean, they're number two in the country they right give, now for a reason. They give State a nine and a half percent chance to win this, and I, 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 I don't even see nine and a half. I can see nine and a half. I, I don't. But at ba- the same Bama's time, Bama's rolling. At the same time, Bama is rolling. Um, there, there is no line on this game. Th- this is that's probably because people have been making so much money on Mississippi State unders. Well. This is uh th- this is an issue. It is, and Jan's talked about it. Uh, you know, he spoke about the issues, the the hot starts from other teams, the the kind of the struggles on offense continuing. Your guy DJ Jeffries cannot go one for seven from the field. That can't happen. Tolu Smith can't go five for fifteen from the field, and you expect to win a game. You can't have three players in your starting lineup that are. You know, combining for I think it was, because yeah, Eric Reed was minus eighteen, DJ Jeffries and Tolu were both minus nine, so minus, you know, thirty six. You can't have that out of three players in your starting lineup. And now, don't don't let that plus minus fool you though, because they're on the court at the same time, so it's not a true minus thirty six. But you get the point. Yeah, you, you, you get can't the have point, three players. Don't. You can't have three players combining for minus thirty six in your starting lineup. I mean, it's an issue. Just a bad game from those three. I mean, it really picked the worst three to have to have it happen to on the wrong night. Is Eric Reed? Admittedly, is usually on the plus side of the plus minus argument because of how well he rebounds the basketball. 
It wasn't he wasn't the other night. And had no rebounds, no points. Not a good night. Uh, a lot of cleaning up to do. I mean, you've got some games you can win. Right now, they're predicted to finish 19 and 11, I believe. I mean, it's possible, but it might be a bit of a stretch. It might be. I mean, that's just the prediction right now. I mean, Last that- season, Alabama made the tournament at 19-11, but also had 11 Q1, Q2 wins. Mississippi State currently has two of those. You've got seven wins to put you at that mark right now. I mean, you're not going to you're going to cut it close. It's not like they're going to come against good teams, though. You know what I'm saying? No, you're not, not getting those wins against Q1, Q2 teams. The best win on the season for this Bulldog team still remains the Marquette win. Marquette has the number one offense in the country right now, which is a wild stat to think about. One of their the worst loss for them right now, I believe, is Mississippi State. One of those years. That's it why is. you don't get excited at the I beginning. Mean, I mean, I, and I still think there's a lot to be excited about, about Chris Jans and the defensive intensity that oh, this well. unit brings and the work that I think they'll do in the transfer portal and the work they've done on the recruiting trail. However, and, and I think there's a lot of talent still left on the backside of that roster. Now, some of that talent is, going, is probably going to be ruled out for the Alabama game. Sean Jones um, – twisted his ankle towards the end of the Florida Florida game, and I haven't heard whether he's a go yet or not, but I expect him to be out. So I would expect to see more Tyler Stevenson, would expect to see more of maybe a guy like Kamani Hamilton, freshman, getting some good minutes. Got to find some offense is all I know. You have Because you, you stuck in it with that Bama game. You just couldn't get the offense going, the first Bama game at least. You have to. Uh, uh we get to a point like this in most years is what it feels like. Is But at this point, I don't think it's on coaching. They're, they're no. taking open shots. Like That's the improvement to me. That's that's the kind of light that I have on this season after last year was, you know, I think last year was 80% coaching, to be quite honest. Now you've nipped that in the bud. I think you've got the coach. I just don't think you have the shot-making ability on the roster right now. Uh, the the issue is in your last eight games you're one and seven. Yeah, yeah, that's the true issue here. Ho- I'm traveling to Tuscaloosa tomorrow night. Late tip. Just it, it's going to be a rough ride. Score prediction. Uh, a lot to a little. Let me go. Like like eighty six to like sixty. I don't think they allow eighty six. I'm gonna go Bama. I'm going to go Bama 68, Mississippi State 52. I think I think still not a bad defensive team. I think they're not going to get I don't think they they got throttled in the Tennessee game, yes, but that's the one game this year in Tennessee I think is on that same kind of plane with Alabama to me in terms get, of talent. Now you get Alabama at home. Yeah. I still don't think it results in a, you know, 40-point blowout. I didn't have them by 40. Had him by 36. Had him by dang near 30. 26. It's not going to be that much, I don't believe. It's going to be a lot too little. The women, however, Mississippi State women's team, sitting at 15-5 and five on a three-game win streak, 10-2 and two record at home, 
two and two on the road and three and one in neutral site games. Sam Purcell has this roster playing. Four and three in the SEC, I believe. That's correct. The other night, uh, Sunday night, Sunday last night, couple seconds, Sunday won night. It. Yep, last minute. They did something that the men's team can't do: hit free throws. They did hit free throws. Getting the big win over Kentucky in the hump, 77-76, to after throttling A&M and Auburn. This team is hot. Then they travel to Ole Miss. Uh, they they should be in the – They're in the tournament. The tournament. Yeah, they, you sh- Sam Purcell and his squad, if, if things keep up the way they are, should make the tournament in his first year, which I think is phenomenal. You, you To note, I don't think we – touched on the South Carolina Mississippi State women's game because it was during the break but Mississippi State is the one team that has faced South Carolina this season that South Carolina has not led by double digits in any point of the game no they went toe-to-toe with them they went toe-to-toe with South Carolina ended up losing by eight or nine but it was seven oh seven I thought it was eight or nine look uh you I think with Anywhere from five to three minutes left in that fourth quarter as well, you're only down by, I think, a few points. Yeah. So, I mean, you had a real opportunity. No, they did, and that was, to me, that was a a kind of a turning point almost where this team said, hey, we can compete with the best in South Carolina. Let's go make the tournament and see what happens. And I I think they're headed in that direction. They travel to Ole Miss uh, Thursday. Thursday. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that one on Thursday. Uh, then they continue the road trip on Sunday in Athens. So, if you come away with these two wins, you're on a five-game win streak hosting Tennessee uh, for the pink game. That one, I think, will be a sell, uh, close to a sellout. Uh, Monday, 6 p.m. Is Mississippi State basketball, women's basketball, back? The I would believe so. The excitement is back. Yeah, I, I mean – I mean, there, there's a buzz kind of around Starkville now about this women's team, thankfully. They're putting up results. They are. They are. I mean, they fight, too. Man, they fight. They, they're, they're, they'll they be in the tournament this year. How far they get, I don't know. But, I mean, I, I think you can expect them on the up and up in the next couple of years with Purcell. I agree. I mean, Jessica Carter right now, uh, thankfully, so glad to see her back playing after the things that she shared that she's been through and everything else, averaging 15.6 a game. I think that's huge for this team. Obviously, getting her back in general was going to be huge. She's one of the best post players in the country. Um, She wears maroon and white. She does do that. So, huge shout-out to the women's team. We'll be watching. But for now, we're going to take a short break, come back, and get into a little bit more news around the MSU athletics world here on The Dudes on 91.1 WMSV. Stay with us. Mississippi's Story State Competition is accepting entries from all students enrolled in higher education in the state now until February 1st. The three categories include written, oral, and film. For more details, you can visit storystate.msstate.edu. Welcome back to The Dudes here on 91.1 WMSV. And Cody, let's talk crude. We thought we were going to get to stop talking about football, but we never really do stop talking about football. So 
Some news unfolding over the past few days, uh, chiefly of which MSU's found their transfer quarterback. Hello, Mike White. I'm kind of excited. I'm very excited. He probably won't play, but like... He's got wheels, though, man. He's got wheels. If we do need him to play, I'm not worried about a backup. He's got SEC experience. It it should be fun. Granted, he played for Vandy, but he's going to have no trouble in classes. Yeah, I mean, he led Vandy to their most wins in a season in God knows how long. Yeah. I mean... He also went to Vandy. I I think he's got the brains to run whatever system Kevin Barbe is going to try and put him in. Watch Mike Wright be like Lamar Jackson 2.0. He's quick, man. You you go back and watch his highlights from last season. There were times where he outran all 11 defenders. He's a quick dude, and I don't don't know what to expect from him. I know I'm like... I'm not sure if we're going to see a quarterback competition or controversy or what, but you factor in... I think if we were going to see a quarterback competition, it would have been between uh, Will Rogers and Parsons. Now I think you've got a three-way competition, if that's the case. But I think it's been made clear what kind of quarterback that, you know, that Zach Arnett wants and Kevin Barbe want. Somebody that can do... uh, that's more mobile. I will say this. I don't think it's clear that Will Rogers will start. No, it's not clear. Especially when you get a new head coach. And I understand Arnett's been part of this team for the past years. But the thing that people have to understand about this, about how the Mississippi State team worked with Mike Leach as head coach, there were essentially two head coaches. There was Mike Leach, who coached the offense and only the offense. And then there was Zach Arnett, who coached the defense and only the defense. So Arnett has this ridiculously good relationship with all of his defensive players, and I think that's why you saw a lot of them sticking it out, staying. We haven't seen many transfers on the defensive side of the ball. Now, flip the script to the offensive side of the ball, and that's a completely different story. Talks are also still out there about uh, a certain member of this Bulldog team that made a very – spicy transfer portal announcement, uh, potentially coming back. Those were put to rest this morning. They were. They were. Yeah. The one Dylan Johnson will not be returning. No, he will not be. There were there were some talks. I know what you're talking about. But yeah. those, those, those rumors were put to rest this morning. They were. And Would you like to explain how they were put to rest? No, because I briefly saw it. I don't know in detail. You don't know who you committed to? Do what? Never mind. No, I didn't. I, I just saw it briefly. I was on the way to class, and I saw it. I didn't have time to read anything. Oh, fair. Fair. So you, like, you know how you get those notifications and everything that says, like, the headline? And that's yeah. all it says? That's all I got. Nice. I didn't get much after that. Nice. But. I still think this running back room is incredibly talented. Yeah, I, I, it would have been nice to have him back, but I, I think Woody Marks... And uh, Simeon Price will be fine. Yeah. I, I I don't think it's that big of a deal whether Dylan Johnson came back or not. Now, it would have been nice because he's been part of the squad the past couple years, and he's good. I'll give it to him. So, 
I mean, it's nice, but... Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's also a couple transfers coming in from junior college, one specifically, that I think we could see get some playing time in the backfield. Uh, We'll talk more about that in a later episode. We're going to try to get one here closer to spring where it's just focused on this new-look roster. Still haven't found their tight end, but I suspect that comes after spring practice opens and that other transfer window kind of opens up. A lot going on. A lot. A lot. It was also announced, and this is the news that I always hate delivering, that uh, former Mississippi State wide receiver Rara Thomas was arrested in Athens on false imprisonment and uh, violence charge. So those are felony charges. Not exactly a good situation for Mr. Thomas. Not, not exactly great. No. It's it 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 sucks to hear. It does, it does. I mean, being like like we aren't weren't we weren't very happy that he left and everything, but like hearing no, that, no 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 one wishes yeah this no. on someone. Hearing that really kind of hurt me. I mean, Ra Ra was a really great player uh, for us here at Mississippi State. I wish him nothing of the best in Athens, and you hate to see something like this come out of it. Yeah, it's not not what you want to see. It's sad, but hopefully somehow he'll find a way to recover. Sure hope so. We talked about a lot about uh, baseball in the last episode. Let's dive into some of the other spring sports here, Cody. Let's talk some softball. Mississippi State softball last year hosting their first Super Regional here in Starkville at News Park. And according to Coach Rick, it's a tr- the only way forward is up. Which, not sure necessarily that's true, but I'm I'm hoping that's the direction they're wanting, we're going. They're wanting that to be the way forward because there's definitely a way down. There is. I don't see it coming, but I, I we didn't see last year coming either. No, we didn't. We haven't seen a lot of the results that have happened with these teams in the past couple of years been all over. The, there's not, there hasn't been a whole lot of consistency. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the universe, Joel, actually Joel Coleman staff writer for the university actually wrote a piece, um, a few weeks ago during the softball teams kind of coming off of their initial practice of the season. And he had a really great, great quote in it. It said, this team knows now how to weave a path towards the College World Series. And they've stood on the door of the College World Series for the last few seasons. You know, this is a postseason softball team and a postseason softball program for the last few years. Now the only thing left to do is kick that door down. I, I will say this. You, you make it, though, you better hope you never encounter Oklahoma. My gosh, they're they're insane, aren't they? They are an entire new beast they're when it comes insane, to college athletics. It's ridiculous, and when it comes to college softball, especially. No, the the college softball world for one year ran through the University of Alabama and Montana Fouts, and now it runs through Oklahoma. 
I mean, it's a dynasty coming for softball. I mean, it's you're already, already in it. Yeah, you're already in the dynasty era. But and the crazy thing <sighs> is, Cody, their facilities uh, uh, until recently, like until last season, Mississippi State's facilities were nicer. They were better. Now, Oklahoma's finally started putting a lot of money into that softball program. Probably and, smart move. And it is now probably some of the best facilities in the country. But before then, it wasn't. Which is wild to think about. It is wild to think about. But now you've got national championships racking up. Some, something else that I love about the softball team you know, you got to pay a pretty – if you want to go to every single baseball game during Mississippi State season, you gotta, you got to fork over a couple dollars, you know. It's a pretty penny, if you're, especially if you're not a student and you're buying just GA tickets and sitting in the stands. Now, if you're in an outfield rig, it's completely different. It's even more. But – when you hope you got some buddies. For Mississippi State softball, you can just go. It's awesome. You can watch, you know. Free. The, for free. For free. That's how it is for all sports except basketball, men's and women's, yeah, football, and baseball. Yeah. Free. I mean, you can get a lot of a lot of sporting events for free here. Free. Go support the softball team. Two of them being tournament teams, soccer team and the softball team. Yeah. On top of that, we have a freakishly good tennis team. We do. We do. And golf team. I never understood how we get players to come and say, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend my four years of collegiate tennis at Mississippi State University. What, the like, facility is nice. What what in, like who is the tennis school? There are a couple. I've never followed tennis that deep, but you should. There are I a can't couple. get into it. How? It's pretty interesting. My dad my dad tried forcing it on me because uh-huh. he used to play when he was when he was about our age. Well, before I transition into tennis talks, I want to kind of uh, let everybody know what the schedule is looking like for Mississippi State softball. The first few weeks of the season, season gets kicked off February 9th. Uh, the Paradise Classic in Boca Raton, Florida. Uh, then the team will go to the Tax Act Clearwater Invitational in Clearwater, Florida. So basically these girls are just getting like extended spring breaks, which I'm a huge fan of. Then they play in the South Alabama Invitational in Mobile, Alabama. And then finally, they'll come back home to host Mississippi Valley State here in Starkville, right before the Snowman. Uh, That's obviously the Alex Wilcox Memorial Tournament. We'll be covering that intensively. Then they'll host the Bulldog Invitational, and that takes us on into mid-March before they really start conference play. So... A lot of invitationals against some pretty good programs. You've got, you know, Iowa thrown in there. You've got Indiana thrown in there, Arizona, Michigan, UCF, South Alabama. Some solid softball programs that this team's going to get matched up with soon. Another interesting season coming coming in soon. Yeah. And to answer your question, Cody, um, who do you think would be really good at tennis? Probably yeah. West Coast. Uh, no, nah, not really. I have no clue. Well, then. I mean, the f- number one team right now in NCAA Division One men's tennis is on the West Coast in Stanford. But you want to hear the next ones? Princeton, Harvard, UCLA, Yale, North Carolina, 
Florida, Cal, Michigan, Georgia Tech, Rice, Columbia, uh, UC San Diego. A lot of the East. A lot of Ivy League. Yeah, that too. A lot of Ivy League. I noticed that at the beginning. Yeah, UC Irvine's up there, but a lot of Ivy League, which is kind of to be expected. Yeah, it does kind of make sense. Yeah. Interesting. So, there, there's your tennis scoop of the day. Are you happy? Sure. Just found out that season tickets for football are back on sale. Oh, shocker. Already. Get You get more home games this year, though. You get eight of them this you year. You do get eight home games this year. You do. That got Egg Bowl is going to be here. Egg Bowl is going to be here. It is. It's it's it's. And if we do grad school, we'll get another Egg Bowl. Great. Another another stressful game another that we shouldn't to be shave <laughs> years off of my life. Can't wait. I mean, we're already down to like sixty. We have we're, to we're be. put. I mean, we have to be. Mississippi State athletics fans can't live long. Can't happen. I don't know how. It's just rough. Stress for nothing. I don't know for nothing. We've got a college world series title out of it. We do have that out of it. We do. That wasn't stressful though. Like like the game last game one wasn't was stressful. Game two wasn't either. Game one was miserable, and then game two and three were just kind of like, all right, cool, we just did this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just pure domination. It was. Speaking of pure domination, we just dominated this last half hour, and that's about all the time we've got. Here on the dudes on ninety one one WMSV. Again, you can find the dudes on all of your streaming platforms. We're talking Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, whatever weird thing you're into about your streaming stuff. I don't care; it's on there somewhere. You can find it. If not, we can find it for you. You'll also catch us back right here on ninety one one tomorrow at six p.m. We'll tackle your national headlines on hot takes. But again. That's all we've got for you today. I'm Tanner. He's Cody. This has been The Dudes on 91.1 WMSV. The proceeding was a WMSV production.